green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, September 11th. Pros Philemona. Today's scripture reading is the whole letter of Philemon, all 25 lines from Mike's authorized version. But before we read, here we are at our second sweep through Paul's trivial, insignificant, banal, and unspiritual letter to Philemon. The letter simply entitled in the ancient Greek manuscripts, Pros Philemona, which being interpreted means to Philemon though the Greek preposition pros can mean a bit more than merely to, but to, towards, or with. This is the preposition used of the divine word that was with God, prostanfaon. I like to illustrate the force of that by bodily standing directly in front of someone up close, you know, as if we actually liked one another, rather than merely either standing or sitting in proximity to them. We have to sit by people we don't know, or perhaps even like, all the time. But this is more like two lovers leaning towards each other over a candlelight dinner, or two good friends huddling together in delighted conversation. Now, we may not be that intimate as we are with Philemon this week, but we do want to lean into him, specifically as the one who has been wronged and who holds all the cards as to whether this would be a good moment or a very painful one, for Onesimus at least. Will it be a moment filled with grace and forgiveness and reconciliation as the kisser kisses? For that is the literal meaning of Philemon, the act of love and friendship expressed through a warm embrace and a kiss planted on one or both cheeks. Philemon is the kisser. I resisted rendering his name hot lips for obvious reasons, but I actually like that rendering, minus the romantic implications we would read into it. The question is, will the kisser kiss his now-returned runaway slave, or will the kisser hiss instead, the hisser becoming the hisser? Will he be the lover or the bouncer for this runaway slave? So this time, as we read through the entire letter to Philemon, Read it with Philemon front and center before you, just as he would have been as Tychicus first read it in those suspenseful moments with Apphia on the right, Archippus on the left, and the rest of this local community of Jesus people packed into the room around them, hanging on every word. Paulos desmios Christu Jesu, all small men, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and honors God, Timothy, our brother, to he who embraces Philemon, the kisser, our dear friend and fellow worker, to she who is cherished, Apphia, our sister, to horse whisperer, Archippus, our fellow warrior, 
and to the ecclesia, the church, the community of faith filling every square inch of your household space. Carisumin kairene. Grace to you and peace. Shalom from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love and your faith in the Lord Jesus and for all God's people. I pray that you may be in erges, energized, fully activated in the sharing of your faith so that you may have a fuller grasp of every good thing we have in Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because, brother, you have refreshed God's people deep down to their very guts. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I appeal to you on the basis of love. I then, as Paul, small men, and now an old man, and also a chained man, chained for Christ Jesus, yes, I, Paul, appeal to you for my son, useful Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was un-Onesimus, useless to you. But now he has truly become Onesimus, useful both to me and to you. I am sending him back to you, and when you look at him, you're looking at me, my very guts, though I would like to have kept him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I didn't want to do anything without your acknowledged consent, so that any favor you do will be your idea, and not me twisting your arm. Who knows, perhaps for this very reason he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back for good. But no longer as a slave, better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, and even more so to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord from both a human and divine standpoint. So, if you consider me your active partner in this God-venture of ours, welcome him as you would welcome me. And if he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, small man, am writing this with my own wee hand. I will pay it back. Not to mention that you owe me your very life. I do wish, brother, for you to be an Onesimus to me, to make yourself useful, to be of some benefit to me in the Lord. My turn to be refreshed by you, down to my very guts. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you'll do even more than I ask. And one more thing, prepare a guest room for me, because I fully expect to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Walks in Beauty, that's Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ, sends you greetings. And so do War Club, that's Mark. Best Leader, Aristarchus. People's Choice, that's Demos. Shining Light, Lucanus, or Lucas, or Luke, our fellow workers. He caris tu cariu hemon Jesu Christu metatu pnuma tasumon. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. This is God's Word. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. What did you hear this time as you heard or read the letter a second time? How do you see Philemon reacting as the letter begins and then as Onesimus, this 
man who had wronged him, taken from him, dishonored him, shamed him, is literally introduced into the room. What is Philemon feeling? What is he thinking? How do you react when suddenly confronted with someone from whom you have been long estranged? What do you do? When has this happened most recently? Lord, put me in the room. Put me there with Philemon. Let me wear the skin of one so wronged and shamed. Let me taste the human pathos swirling around that room in this moment. Let me feel something of that cultural atmosphere swirling around a slave, a runaway, a fugitive, a thief, and the aggrieved master who holds his fate in his hands, even as he himself is held in the pierced hands of his own master. Draw me into the layers of meaning awaiting me in this letter. Let me feel it. And so make this letter come to life right here, right now, as your grace would summon me. Through your mercies.